when we get to heaven, we get a crown of the things that we've done for him. However, when he shows up, we throw our crowns at his feet because they mean nothing compared to what he's done for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That name is above every name. And that name is to be honored, worshiped, and adored. So next time you turn the news on, they're telling you how bad it gets. You say, but the name of Jesus. And at that name, Corona must bow in Jesus' name. That's the highest name. Everything bows to that name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Actually, in hell, when they hear that name, they tremble. Why don't we? Amen. So just remember that. Don't fall victim to the news. Don't fall victim to the evil report. Got to know who you are in Christ. And it's, and it's a blessing when you know who you serve and everything that he's capable of. We don't know everything, but we know we know what he's done for us. And we know that the best is yet to come. Amen. So it's just an honor to be washed in Jesus's blood. It's an honor to be pulled out of hell when you deserve to go there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, it's offering time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it's a blessing to give our gifts to him, our tithes, our offerings, our sacrifices. Amen. It's not so much the amount, but it's the attitude of the heart. It's a sacrifice. Anything, you know, the Lord told me years ago when this ministry first started and I just, I was like, y'all, I just felt like I had too much to do. And I'll never forget the, and this one, we lived in Cleveland. And we used to park the bus in my driveway. That was years ago, years ago. The big bus. I'm not talking about the bus y'all see now. I'm talking about Angel. And I'll never forget when the Lord told me there's a blessing and in inconvenience. Never forget that. I will never forget that. Amen. So anyway, Amos 9. So don't, so whenever you feel like you're being inconvenienced and your world is being rocked because you got too much to do, think about the fact that he left his comforts of heaven to come down here and die a bloody death for us so that we don't we didn't go to a hell that we deserve to go to amen thank you jesus hallelujah that's what christmas is all about it's all about sacrifice he sacrificed and he is a king but he was born in a stable he laid so much down for us he just did so much for us so that's what christmas is about inconvenience yourself to be a blessing to somebody this season amen thank you jesus it's not you ain't the biggest thing in the room all the time you're the biggest thing in your room when you're at home but you know be not try not to be the biggest thing in the room every now and then be a blessing and it ain't always about money give somebody some time give them a smile give them a hug you know let them know you listening you know you hear folks so let them know you listening it's a difference oh merry christmas Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about sacrifice. All right. Amos 9, 13 through 15. We're talking about the message translation. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. And that's God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look. Blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people, Israel. I'm looking for everything to be made right in my life. What you looking for? 
They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and they'll drink good wine. They'll work their gardens. They'll eat fresh vegetables. I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. Don't forget we in the year Jubilee. Everything you lost is coming back. Not working under a heavy taskmaster. Slaves are released. The prison doors are open. What's your Jubilee look like? What you expecting? I'm going to say it again. I'm going to plant them in their own land. And they'll never again be rooted from the land that I've given them. God, your God says so. Amen. So during this time of Jubilee, I just sometimes Christmas time, you know, they even commercialize that. You know, a lot of times Christmas is just a time of sorrow and depression for people. It don't have to be. It don't, that's a choice you make. So anyway, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. And I like, I like to read it from the Amplified. And I'm going to start in verse 8. And it says, God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. So that you may always love all the adjectives or the verbs, whatever, under all circumstances. So you're going to always, under all circumstances, yes, during a, during a pandemic, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and will have an abundance for every good work and charitable donation. So that's what we're looking for, y'all. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you see on the news, what you hear. You're going to always be blessed. You will always have more than enough. The devil can't take you off guard. When a bill comes up, guess what? God knew about it and the provision is there. Stop saying you broke. Stop saying I don't have. Because if you may not see it, but God has it. It's in glory. So know who you are. Get in your word. Confess Amos. Because we're going to, we're expecting Amos. We're expecting, um, what are we going into? 2022. We're expecting our year to drip with abundance. We've made it through another year of another year of the evil report. And we're still here. We're still here. God is faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. We still got a testimony. We're still here. And we're going to be here next year, too. And the year after that, and the year after that. Because we're getting bigger, badder, badder, badder in the word. Batter on that revelation. You know, you might have started out 2021 with a little handgun. But we're going to end this year with a double barrel because we know who we are and we know who's with us. Amen. So know who you are. Know what you got and use it. Use your weapons of warfare. Don't bow down to the devil. We got supernatural immunity. Y'all get nervous. Go find you a John G. Lake book when he was over over in Africa. And he didn't die. And when those, when they, they had that foam and they put it on the back of his hand, when that, because of the anointing that dwells within him, when that foam touched the back of his hand, all them cells died. That's how it is with us. That's an example. He's, 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 that really happened. John G. Lake is not like Popeye. He's a real person. Amen. So know who you are, know what we possess. If you get a little nervous, get your Bible out, sharpen. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Get your word out. Get some teaching tapes. Let Pastor Bar blast you upside the head. Amen. Iron sharpens iron. So let's go for it, y'all. This is the offering. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, I'm just like, get back everything the devil done stole. That's what Jubilee is about. 
Thank you, Jesus. You prophesied to the winds and say, you tell your kids you were raised in the nurture and ammunition of the Lord and you're going to come home. I don't care if you're 50, you're not going to depart from the word. Use the word. This is the year of Jubilee. It's time for reconciliation. Our ruined cities are being rebuilt. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we honor you. We lift you up and we magnify you. Lord, as your people give, I ask you to give it back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for abundance. We thank you for overflow. We thank you for increase. Lord, we thank you that you provide seed to the sower. Lord, we all got seed to sow. And Lord, as your people sow their seeds, let them reap a bountiful harvest. Devil, I bind you, I break your power, and I command you to restore back sevenfold all that you stolen from God's people and their families in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we come against the spirit of abortion. We bind Pharaoh, Ahab, and Jezebel. We bind the lust, hate, and murder triad. Lord, we repent of blood guiltiness and the shedding of innocent blood. We prophesy the blood of Jesus speaks life. Lord, we ask you to prosper the tree of knowledge of evil and abortion. We pray for protection for workers against abortion. Lord, we pray for their discernment. Lord, we ask you to remove the unrepentant from positions of influence and silence their voices. We pray for the boldness of the believer to warn those who are involved in abortion that it's sin. Cleanse the minds of the legislators, workers in abortion, so they could do the will of God. Make abortion financially unprofitable. Put pressure on finances of places that do abortion. Lord, we seek poverty on their works. We pray for a prayer covering for CVN and our workers against abortion. We pray for their safety and the safety of their family members. Change the laws about abortion. Father, we ask you to overturn and repeal Roe versus Wade. Shut down all Planned Parenthood. Lord, we ask you to cancel Jezebel's plans to sacrifice her children on the altar of Baal. We cast the sin of abortion out of the church. Those who are called will not allow the devil to abort their call. They will fulfill the call of God on their lives. We break the power of domestic violence and miscarriage in the church in Jesus' name. Father, we pray against the spirit of witchcraft. Lord, we bless the spirit of repentance. Those who curse us, the spirit of witchcraft, will be put to death and not prosper. We bind Jezebel's hands that she not do her crafts. We bind favor on his magicians. The Lord will contend with those who contend with us. I bind fear and superstition, mind control, mind to call spirits. Pharaoh, hypnosis, magic, enchantment, seduction, drug culture powers. Lord, we break the power of divination. We break the power of sexual confusion. God made the male and female from the beginning. Lord, I declare redemption by your blood. I bind the lust of atmospheres. The love of money is the root of all evil. We speak confusion on the enemy. We divide the house of Satan. The house divided cannot stand. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus to demonstrate salvation, deliverance, love, redemption, restoration, worship, and fear of the Lord. Father, we ask you to release a demonstration of your power to outdo the devil. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. We bind mockery and blasphemy, confusion and rebellion. And I will cut off witchcraft out of thy hand. Thou shalt have no more soothsayers. We bind false prophecy. We bind sorcery. We divide the house of Satan. Let the counsel of the wicked come to naught. We curse the power of blood sacrifices. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus that speaks better things. And Lord, we resist the evil report of men. And we cast down all evil imagination in Jesus' name. Lord, we call rage your home and all man, woman, boy, girl that's missing during this holiday season. We call them home today, alive, safe, nothing missing and nothing broken in Jesus' name. Amen. Look for a return on your giving. Expect your Christmas miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Darkness, we were away. 
from heaven, you came around. There was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets. To a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the
to God. Glory to God. Well, this is the giving season, the receiving season, the joyful season. Amen. It's a blessing. God pours out his spirit whenever he has his own birthday party. You can expect great things. Amen. So this is the Lord's birthday party, and this is how he's ordained us to celebrate it by being like him. Amen. By giving, receiving, Living life, loving life, amen, enjoying life. So much, much joy during this season. If anybody's looking to get depressed, cancel it, okay? Please, cancel all that because depression won't be able to hold up under what God sends to the earth, amen? So praise God, amen, 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 amen. The Lord did give me a, a word while I was sitting in my office. Imagine in the midst of all of this, he speaks. Amen. So, so it's, it's a blessing. That's what I was doing, Shannon, when you came in. So that that's why I um, couldn't be interrupted. But anyway, uh, the Lord would say to you, you've got to make me bigger. Amen. You've got to make me bigger. I know you have cares and woes, but you've got to make me bigger. Feeling sick from head to toes, but you've got to, amen. Bills, worries, cares, where's the answer coming? You know not where, but you've got to make me bigger. Need a little this, a little that. I can answer in no time flat, but you've got to make me bigger. Before you open your eyes, prepare. I prepared a surprise. 
make me bigger. As you rest at night, snuggle in real tight. Make me bigger. Magnify, glorify, devil die. Make me bigger. Bigger, bigger, bigger. And watch problems shrink and disappear as you make me bigger. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So it's on us to make him what we want him to be. You make him bigger, he'll be bigger. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne and to bless you, make you bigger, magnify you, exalt you. You are enthroned on our praises, on the words that we speak toward you that are uh, words of blessing and edification that build you up and that make everything else small in comparison. So we thank you, Lord, for that key to your kingdom, for access to your throne, for that answer that we can understand will be the key for what we need in the days to come. And so we thank you, Lord, for blessing us with the bigger in Jesus' name, amen, and praise God, amen. And just think the greater one has chosen to live in you and in me, amen. Praise God, amen. He's not afraid of your worst nightmare, amen. (laughs) He just isn't, so God is good. He's great, greatly to be praised. So we're going to... talk a little bit today uh, um, about the fact that the word won't say I couldn't do it. Amen. God's word won't say I couldn't do it. God's word accomplishes everything. If you turn to Isaiah chapter 55, it's one of my favorite scriptures. It's one of the scriptures that I was healed on uh, when I was uh, suffering from uh, mental depression and, and, um, you know, just being living in my the world of my little mind. Amen. <laughs> That's what I call it because I, I thought everything was wrong in the world and I found out that it was my little world and my little world needed be, to be invaded by the great big God. And once he invaded my little world, I, I found my place in it and I found that I fit there. And I found there was joy and contentment there. And, and I've never left that place of being content uh, with my life, I'm with God's grace. Amen. I mean, it's not, nothing. It's a choice you make every day. You choose to be content. You choose to be peaceful. You choose to be loving. You choose to be kind. You choose to be all of those things. Amen. Because the power to do it is in us already. See, we don't have to. You don't need something to come from the outside. Uh, to give you joy. You don't need something to come from the outside. You just need to activate what you have. Amen. Everything we need is already in us. We are complete in him, the Bible says. Amen. So everything you need is already in you by the Holy Spirit. You're not lacking anything. So you don't have to wait for some some great deliverance to come or, or some great anything. Uh, just begin to appropriate, especially the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Some things you do have to wait. You have to wait for your faith to develop, to, to receive some things. Amen. Uh, but, but by and large, what we need just for the sake of peace, of everyday peace. Amen. For that place of contentment, blessedness, nothing's missing. 
Amen. I don't care if you don't see it, you have it already. Amen. It's not missing. So God didn't forget anything and leave out anything. He's not making you wait on anything. Amen. Don't don't make him out to be the bad guy. Amen. In fact, you need to rewrite your movie because you can write a movie with no bad guys in it at all. Amen. You know, everybody want to blame somebody. Well, you know, my mama didn't hug me enough. Well, you ain't real huggable. You ever think about that? I mean, moms love all their kids. But some of them are a little prickly sometimes, you know. Little Johnny, you might have to ease up on him, but little Susie won't hugs all the time. She just, little Johnny, you know, hey, he, you got to work on him a little bit. But see, you eventually you win him over, amen? <laughs> so anyway, but <laughs> praise God. But uh, the, the days of blame are over, folks. We We have everything we need. And I think sometimes God wants us to find contentment right where we are, because that's the kingdom, right? And then everything else is added to us. So if you can 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 enjoy what you have, where you are, get yourself in a, a peaceful place of mind and expectation of good. And, and not being concerned about what you think you lack or what you don't see, what's not visible. Um, and, and lean more into the fact that God's got it out in glory. And, and I'm appropriating it by my faith. I'm staying faithful to God. I'm making him bigger. Amen. We make him bigger than everything else is kind of added to us. And, and there's joy and contentment everywhere in every circumstance. So, you know, you don't have to be waiting on some bad news to come. So, you know, to 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 finish off the rest of your diminished joy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the joy assassinators, you know, you don't they, they don't have to have an appointment to come to your house. You got me. You can spread joy everywhere. I mean, just just try it, you know, try apprehending somebody with the love of God or with the joy of the Lord. I, just go to a neighbor and, and, you know, share something with them. You know, I vexed next to cookies. I found out not about jailbreak. Some of them, oh, we don't do that. Well, you know, and sometimes people say, oh, you shouldn't have. And there, you know, some people don't have the grace to receive. Amen. And those things we need to work on because that's a blessing for somebody to be able to share what God has blessed them with. And you understand what I'm saying? That's real Christian living. You know, and when they would have holy days each day, they would go to houses where people were poor and didn't have anything and said that the king's portion is for you. You know, the king sent this. He demanded that you receive this portion. Amen. The Bible says send portions to those for whom nothing is prepaid. Amen. And see, we've all been there. I've been there in my life where nothing was prepared for me. And I thank God that, that I survived it. Christmases and Thanksgivings were pretty lean and bare, but, but you survive those things. And you think about those times when God does bless you, and you think to yourself, 
boy, I need to, to go do something. I need to share something. I need to, you know, call somebody, text somebody. You know, uh, everybody's got a cash app now. You understand what I'm saying? Even if they ain't old enough to have one. I see little kids with cash app business going on. And, and so, you know, there, there are ways that we can bless and ways that we can reach out. Don't ever say, well, I just barely got enough for myself. The great way you get more for yourself is to give. Amen. And be generous in your giving. Don't worry about what you have to do. Amen. Now I'm looking at my refrigerator. I got to throw stuff out again. You know, <laughs> my refrigerator got ahead of me again already. You understand? So when God gives abundance, I mean, if you're on his abundance list, you're one of his children. You're on his abundance list. Amen. You're, you're not broke. You're not poor. You're not lacking. You're not wanting. Don't get nervous about a holiday because, oh boy, I gotta buy stuff. Let me get the money. And I lived like that when I was a kid. And I refused to do it. My dad is rich. Daddy, what do I do? Let's celebrate. Let's, let's go do something. Amen. So, so this is how we live. This is this is God's word and this is God's way. So, so we're gonna talk about the fact that the word will not come back and say I couldn't do it. The word always. So Isaiah 55, 11, amen, where I meant to start. I started there, but I got to ask, but go right back. He says in Isaiah 55, uh, he says, like I said, <laughs> we'll start in uh, verse 8. He says, for my thoughts are, are not your thoughts, amen. In other words, God's thoughts originate with him. He don't need us to tell him nothing to do. What we need to do is find out what he says and what he thinks about stuff and affirm that. Just pick that up and believe it and then and then expect it to come to pass. Pray it back to him. Declare it before him and thank him. God, I thank you that you're the God of abundance and you have nothing but abundance planned for me. Amen. And for my seed, and for my seed seed, you have nothing but abundance plan. And so once we, we get in that frame of mind, God of understanding where God is and get in his frame of mind, then we can rightfully expect nothing but good things. Amen. We can rightfully expect nothing but uh, mercy, nothing but health and healing. Nothing but good jobs or lots of money, amen, uh, for prosperity to flow to us. You know, whatever you set your hands to, it's going to work out, and it's going to uh, be a blessing. All of that, uh, just because of, of what God has promised to do. And so once you start stepping into the world of God's word, don't step out, amen. Continue on. The Bible says if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. You're not a disciple if you just get a scripture here and there. Run off with that. If that don't work, you run back to where you came from. Amen. Disciples are students. Disciples understand. Disciples seek to learn more. Amen. They, they pursue God. They pursue knowledge, pursue learning. And so it's continuing in his word. Amen. A lot of people drop out of church because they just don't continue in the Word. 
I'm going to another church. No, I go because they go nowhere. I can tell you from 35 years doing this experience and seeing people come and go, they go back home and sit down because they say that stuff doesn't work. Or you see them out somewhere shopping and they'll tell you, they'll ask you, did you get so-and-so you was praying for yet? Got me checking you. You know, you want to say no. <laughs> if I never get it, I'm still not going to be what you do. Going to nowhere land. Amen. No, they don't go to church. No, I don't care how much you like them, they don't go. Amen. They go and do what they want to do, which they never were, were really committed to the Lord to begin with. So they weren't disciples. They were there trying out, watching what everybody else was getting, trying to see what the pastor, how they treat somebody better than them. Uh, make yourself lovable. <laughs> everybody will treat you good. Amen. People come up to you, no smile, looking all funny. You don't know if you want to hug them or take them out in the yard and do the foghorn leg horse. You know, that dog, he always beats up on me, trying to get this big squat. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody has to contribute their part. You want friends, you show yourself friendly. Nobody's shunning you because, you know, what's wrong with you? Huh? Nobody likes you. Uh-huh. I know one thing. Y'all better love me because God told me I better love y'all. So even the, just like the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Which means that God has, it, he, he thinks in terms of perfection. He thinks in terms of eternity, of permanence, of love, of goodness, all of the, the fruit of the spirit. He thinks in those terms. So the earth doesn't. The earth thinks what's in it for me. Amen. What am I going to get out of it? I'll give, but I can't give too much. You understand what I'm saying? I'll do that, but you understand. And so God's ways are so much higher. You know, uh, somebody was saying uh, in, in response to people who will say, man wrote the Bible. And uh, I heard a preacher preach one time. and He said, man could not have written the Bible. He said, the thoughts are too high. He said, the goals are too lofty. You can't attain the goals with a human. You would never con conceive of those things being a mere human being. So God had to have written because the standards are much higher than what man would set for himself. Amen. So his thoughts are higher. His ways are higher. But he says this, just as the rain comes down and the snow comes down from heaven 
and it doesn't turn around and go back up. Amen. It falls down, period. And waters the earth and makes it bring forth bud and give seed to the sower, bread to the eater. So shall my word be. So his word is as right as rain. It's as sure as the snow. Amen. As it comes down, as sure as you know, the rain is going to come down and the snow will come down and give seed and water to everything in the earth. His word comes down from heaven and gives seed and water to everything in the earth. Amen. And he says, it won't turn around and go back. You've never seen rain start in the ground and go upward. Amen. Or start down and turn around and go back up. It has a, a descent that falls to the ground. He said, that's how his word is. His word is that sure. He says, my word that comes forth out of my mouth, it will not return empty, but will accomplish that which I please and will prosper into the thing where I send it. So for that reason, you'll, you'll go out with joy. Amen. And come forth in peace. Amen. Because God says his word, his fruitful, his word is seed and it's mighty in the earth. It accomplishes great things. So his word in the Bible also says, swiftly on the earth. It, out, it outruns the devil. You want to get a jump on the enemy, you start speaking God's word. Because he can't block it. He can't stop it. He can't do anything but let it run right over him and take what he's trying to steal from you and return it back to you. Amen. That's the so that word prevails. It never fails. Amen. Amen. Other things may fail, but God's word will not. It's a sure word. Amen. It's been tried. It's settled already. The Bible says forever, O oh God, your word is settled in heaven. There's no disputing it. There's no, there's no answer against it. Amen. When, when Jesus would, would be asked questions by the Pharisees and the religious leaders, he would, he would give them an answer and they would be confounded and confused, the Bible says. They couldn't even think of nothing else to say. Amen? And so that's the power of God's word. It's so, it's so definite and so precise, it settles every single argument. Amen? That's why you don't have to argue with people with the word. Don't use it as a, a weapon of strife. If God gives you something to say, say it and let that word settle it. Amen. People walk away confused and confounded, but they won't have anything else to say against the word of God. Amen. In Hebrews 4.12, it tells us that God's word is alive. Amen. It is alive. It is the living, breathing God. It says, for the word of God is quick or alive and powerful 
and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. So the, the word of God has surgical power. Amen. You got to have surgery. You better get the word in you first. Amen. To make sure that that surgeon cuts what he's supposed to cut and leave what he's not supposed to. Amen. Because the word is able to separate out your soul from your spirit. You know, people wonder sometimes how um, uh, when God anoints someone, how they may be, may be able to be so accurate under the anointing. Well, it's because there's a division there. Number one, God has separated out that person's carnality from the Holy Ghost. And as long as that person understands how to yield to the Holy Spirit, there will be that undiluted power of God working in their life. And it happens through the word. You start meditating on the word. And you see where the, where the I'm sorry, the word will come in. You start meditating and you'll see how the word will come in and begin to section out crazy thoughts that you have and carnal thoughts that you have. And if you continue to meditate, that separation will stay there so that you don't have to worry about, well, God, if I suppose I go to, to pray for somebody and I can't think of anything. Well, you ain't thinking of nothing no way. What you're supposed to do is let your thoughts go. But see, after a while, you'll begin to realize that the Holy Spirit, the, through the word of God, he has divided your soul from your spirit. So your spirit man is free to come forth and speak and preach and say the appropriate things under the anointing. You know, you'll see many people, and I've watched this over the years, there are people that just, you ever see anybody can't get along with certain people, maybe in their family or in the church, but you get them out on the street in front of unsaved people and, and they'll win three and four people to Christ. You got me? It's a miracle. That's what the word does. The, somehow they have, have sectioned themselves off enough in the word to be able to keep that testimony they have free to share with people, undisturbed and untroubled. Don't be afraid to give your testimony to somebody. You're not going to mess it up. You know, that's the one thing God isolates in our, our soul from. That's the one thing that's in your spirit that's real. Because if you're saved, you can give your testimony. Amen. And you can win people to Christ. I don't care what what your your condition is. Don't be afraid of, of, of strongholds in your life or areas where you're not perfected yet or where you don't. You've got a story to tell. God knows what he's doing. So the word does that for us. It keeps us in the, keeps the flow of the Holy Ghost free in us. And then keeps that part of us that's, that's not perfected yet, keeps that under wraps. <laughs> Amen. Keeps it diminished so it doesn't get in the way of what God's trying to do in our lives. Amen. 
just learn how to what our job is really to learn the word and learn how to be led by the spirit of God, led how to how to put the word in operation so that once you start living by the word and understanding the word and, and preaching the word, declaring the word in situations, once you begin to do those things, then you'll find that God has a, a, a special place where he allows that word to work a work in us that is, is miraculous in itself. Amen. That the results that, that we can get just from our words, our spoken words, our prayed words, our preached words, all of that, the, the results we can get are truly remarkable and amazing. So it's good to always have that prayer in your heart. God, show me somebody who needs to show me the person that needs you or needs to know you. You know, just I'm available, God. You know, put me in the place of that individual. Amen. You know, sometimes we can walk past so many needy people on our way to do what we call ministry. You, you ever see that with Christians? You know, we get in the get van and get everybody to church and you pass at least 15 or 20 people that need the salvation message. Amen. Or need the healing message. Any of that, you know. And so uh, we we need to understand the power of the word working in us, that that word is in us in power. Uh, release the word. Let it work. Let it, it do what God wants it to do, because that word in you is waiting to go and report back to God and say, I did what you told me to do in that person's life. I was able to get that done because I'm not going to come back to you and say, I couldn't do it. Amen. So the word is alive. It is sharp, quicker than any two edged sword. Amen. That word pierces very, very quickly. Amen. And it accomplishes that sectioning out work that God wants it to do. God wants uh, people to be free as a result of their interaction with you. Amen. People, you should not leave somebody worse than they were when you came into their presence. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you you just don't know where the conversation is going. But if you hang on to God, amen, it'll work out okay. It'll work out okay. And so the word wants to work. The word of God wants to get loose in your life so that it can work. Now, when the word says it accomplishes, and Isaiah, um, I'm sorry, did we, Hebrews 4.12, did I read that yet? Like I said, I did read that. Alicia, go back to sleep, okay? <laughs> Like I said, Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. And the word accomplishes what God wants it to accomplish, not what we want it to accomplish. Hello? See, the word is working even when we can't see it working. Because just because you don't see the results you want to see yet does not mean the word is not working. Because it is. It accomplishes. So what does that word accomplish really mean? It means to finish. It means to complete. 
So if God starts a work in you, say he starts a healing in you, and if you will continue in the word, you'll continue to, to feast on the word, to speak the word, all of the things, show God your faith, worship God, all of the things that you know to do to get what you need from God, then the, the word is there to complete it. You know, a lot of times we, we stay with the word until we feel better. You know, sometimes that feeling better can be your biggest enemy. Because if you feel better and you can function, you might just go ahead and forget about the word and forget about the accomplishment factor of the word, what, the, what God wants to do to complete everything. It also means to covet, to be greedy. Amen. Amen. The word is greedy to do what God, it's greedy to eat up the wrong things in our lives. Amen. And it's, it's wanting to finish off the devil, wants to finish off iniquity. He wants to finish off everything, all doubt, all hindrance, everything that hinders us. God wants to, to, to finish that off and, and knock it a death blow so that it doesn't harm and hinder his people anymore. Amen. To accomplish also means to prevail and to overcome. So when you go to accomplish something, there are some things that you have to overcome. Say, for instance, if you want to accomplish getting a degree, you got to overcome them, them mornings where you want to sleep in, them times where you want to go out rather than study. You've got to overcome many things in order to accomplish you got to overcome obstacles that the enemy might put in your way. you got to overcome uh, um, lack and, and, and maybe lack of ideas and having to wait on certain things. All of that has to be overcome so that you can accomplish. Because there's always obstacles in the way. I don't care if the only obstacle is it's not happening fast enough. You, you've, got to, uh, you've got to overcome all of that and get your clear pathway to your success in order to see that word accomplish what God wants it to accomplish. Amen. So Jesus is the word made flesh and he fulfilled everything that was said about him. He overcame every obstacle that came against him. Amen. When, when he was arrested, that was not an obstacle. Amen. He submitted to being arrested because he knew he would have to go to the cross and give his life for us. So that was not an obstacle to be overcome. Amen. It was, it was a, a triumph for us and something for us to accomplish because uh, for him to accomplish on our behalf. And so when God says he's going to do something, he is going to do it. So, so the word will always accomplish what it sets out to do. Amen. When, when, the, the, uh, uh, when Judas betrayed Jesus in the garden, he, those men came to arrest him. And, and Jesus said, who are you looking for? And he meant to go alone. He was not going to let his disciples be arrested with him. Amen. And he told them, he said, I am he. And when he said that, they fell backwards. So that established that he had authority over them. They, he didn't, they didn't, he, he overcame them.
but he submitted to the Father's will in going with them. Amen. And so, so for that reason, knowing that the word can accomplish all things, sometimes the word restrains itself. Amen. When the, the things that, that are maybe demanded or expectant aren't really in, in line with what God wants to do. Amen. There are some times where the power of God's real strong in here. Sometimes it's not so strong. So, so that's up to the Holy Spirit and what he wants to accomplish in what he's doing when he manifests himself, when he manifests his power. Amen. And, and, and thank God he knows what to do. He knows how to turn it up. He knows how to soften it. He knows how to speak uh, by the spirit through his vessels. He knows how to do everything. So that word is not just, um, something that we can insert into our lives and expect it to just do what we think it's supposed to do. The word is also guided by the mind of God and the mind of Christ and the Holy Spirit. And so, and, and there may be times where when in our lives, when we need to be healed, you know, we want the whole thing right away, right away. And that's not wrong to want that because it is God's will to give us health back again. But sometimes he does it in a gradual fashion. And we've all seen that too. Amen. He'll, he'll give us some here. And then we go back into the word and give us some there. You know, oftentimes it's a test for us, for us to stay with the word. Amen. What would you do if you got everything you prayed for instantly? Wow. Huh? And, and what would, how would you get that level of faith? You know, that's the other thing you got to think about. Some of the things that God gives us, you know, just little small things mess your head up for several days. You know, you just, I don't know how God did that. Wow. I, ooh, wow. You know, we get the oohs and the ahs. And, and, and those are signs that our flesh is not quite, you know, subdued enough to just, you know, I mean, that's a lot of that's your flesh reacting to the power of God. Amen. So God has to kind of stabilize us in his world so that he can continue to bless us. Amen. And as we grow and as we're blessed, we grow in God, we learn his ways. We There's a purpose to all of it. Amen. And it's for us to really conform to the image of Christ. So, so, uh, so God wants us to understand that his word is set to accomplish everything. Don't ever be disappointed in your prayer life. Don't ever, you know, sometimes our expectation really is, is more in the flesh than it is in the spirit. Because your spirit always expects good. You ever check in with your heart, check in with your spirit, man, you're very content in God. Whether you have a lot in the natural or little in the natural, you can be very, very content in God. And so God sees to it that our world is stable and content, but know that the word is working all the time. Amen. It is working all the time. Uh, Psalm 93 and verse 5. It says here. Your testimonies are very sure. In other words, God's word is a sure word. It's guaranteed. Amen. 
And he says, holiness becomes your house. Amen. So just for us to walk in the power of God and the purity of God, amen, and in the assurance of God, the fact that we know God's word is sure, it will come to pass, it will not fail, it will accomplish, it will do, it will not go back and say, I couldn't do it, amen. It has to do what it says it's going to do. And the word of God is the only word that is capable of bringing itself to pass. Amen. Whenever it's spoken, it will bring what it says it is. If it says you're healed, it will bring health. Nobody else's words can do that. Amen. It's only God's word. It, it brings what it says, what it says of itself. It does itself. Amen. Accomplishes itself. So his word is sure. Amen. It's 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 very sure. Psalm one, I think it's one eleven. Let me look and see. Yeah, it says the same thing here, verse seven. Psalm one eleven seven. The works of his hands are verity or truth and judgment, and all his commands are sure. They stand forever and ever. And they are done in truth and uprightness. So this gives you an indication of the holiness, the, the fact that God's word is holy and pure, makes it without co contest. Nothing can contest purity. Nothing can contest holiness. Nothing can stand in the way of God's word because of the quality of holiness, purity, and sure. That's what makes it sure. See, if, if, if God were not holy, he would have to change his word sometimes because that would mean he's able to make a mistake. Come on now. See, it's the content of his character that determines the value of his word, that determines the, the purity of his word. Because anybody can quote scripture. But can the Holy Spirit anoint it and bring it to pass? Amen. So the fact that God's character is behind his word means that, like he says, my thoughts are not yours. They're higher. My ways are not. My character is higher. I live higher. Holiness is higher than where you live. But if I will allow you to receive of that, if you'll put your faith and trust in my word, amen, you can partake of that same surety, that same holiness, and that same purity, amen. So once God's word is set somewhere, it goes forth out of his mouth, it will prosper where it is believed, amen. It will prosper where it is believed. So when we put our faith in God's word, we actually pick up his faith, we pick up his character, we pick up his holiness, we pick up everything that we need to make sure that that word comes to pass for us. So his faith is already on his word because his spirit and his word agree. So it is always spoken in faith. So whenever the word of God speaks to you, out of the Bible, you read it and you read a scripture. Faith comes to you. Amen. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whenever you read the word, 
faith comes to you. Whenever you hear, turn on a scripture, say if you, like you're hearing it now, faith is going out now because God's word is going out. Amen. And so there's always faith on the word because it is always alive. Even when it's sitting on a page and staring back at you, that word is alive. Amen. Sometimes you'll read a scripture and you'll feel quickened or moved or it got your attention. Amen. Only something living can really get your attention. You understand what I'm saying? Unless, unless it's dead and you thought it was going to be alive, that gets, <laughs> that gets your attention. You know what I'm saying? But life begets life. Amen. What's living always we take notice of. Amen. It, the acts of God and the works of God have life on them. When God moves, there's life there. Amen. When he he speaks his word or when he moves by his spirit, when he heals somebody, there's life there. Amen. Because we observe somebody uh, was was in a wheelchair and now they're up walking around, leaping, dancing and praising God. Amen. And, and we look at that and wow, you know, the life that comes forth there. And then once we begin to observe that and put our faith in it, then that life comes into us. Amen. That's how God gets people to, to go out and do his works is by experiencing them. Jesus came and began to do the works and do the work of the ministry. And as people observed, they got faith in him. They got faith for, for themselves to receive. And if they didn't need anything, they could tell somebody about it. Amen. I saw a man that told me everything that I did. <laughs> Amen. So, so that would be your testimony. And there's life on that word that you speak. Amen. God, your testimony has life on it. Amen. The spirit of God has life on it. So and it's not just dead letter. Amen. His word already has life on it. So it's always spoken in faith. Proverbs 4.20 tells us, also about the power of the word to heal. And it's such a wonderful thing. Every time you pick up the word of God and read it for yourself, you get healed a little bit more. Amen. You can't not get healed reading the word. I don't care what you read. It has heal healing power on it. Amen. It's wonderful. When you meditate on the word, when you speak the word back to yourself, you begin to receive healing from that word. Amen. It never returns void. It won't go back to God and say, I couldn't heal them or I couldn't do it or I couldn't prosper them or I couldn't bless them. His word is always going to accomplish. So uh, Proverbs 420, it says here, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Just meditate on it all the time. I don't care what comes in your mind. You drop that and meditate on the word that's in there. Said, uh-uh, I choose to believe. You know, according to Isaiah 53, 4, I am healed. And I'm healed now. I'm not waiting to be healed. I'm healed now. It doesn't matter what it feels like or looks like. I'm healed now. Amen. And God, I thank you. I receive it now. I've got it now. Amen. So so uh, 
this word is not a dead letter. Amen. What make God's word is never dead letter. What makes it come alive for us is when it's believed by us. So it may seem like it's not working when you just read it, but you let it stay come alive by meditating on it, speaking it. Just it's like striking a match. You ignite it with your faith. Amen. Your faith is ignited. You pull the trigger on your faith when you speak the word. First thing you do is say it. Amen. Amen. You say the word. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed. I'm healed now. I'm healed today. I'm not waiting to be healed. I'm already healed. Amen. And and begin to activate that word in you. Put it to work in you. Let it start prospering in you. Let it be your meditation day and night. Amen. Begin to love the word. Amen. You love Jesus. Love his word. Amen. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. Amen. Don't give me no cheap talk around here. Amen. (laughs) Got to prove it. Got to prove it. Norval Hayes used to say, God don't believe you're going to do nothing until you do it. (laughs) So to make God have confidence in us, we've got to do what we say we're going to do. So our faith really affirms the life that's already in the word. Now, your faith didn't make that word come alive when you started believing it. It was already alive. So we actually borrow faith off of the word of God when we when we believe it. Amen. So it's not just that word is just sitting there waiting for you to move on it and say, no, that word's alive already. It's got faith on it already. So when when you believe it, then you begin to adopt God's faith. You take his faith for yours. Uh, Mark eleven twenty three tells us to have faith in God. Or have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith by saying what you want to see happen and believe it's going to happen and it'll happen. That's what God did. He saw what he wanted to happen. He told it to happen. He believed it would happen and it happened. And that's the way he expects us to live. Amen. That's the way heaven has ordained for us to live. You need something, thank God for it. God, I thank you. I have work this week. I thank you. I have good customers. I thank you. I have paying customers. I thank you. I have all a uh, whole week's work already. I thank you for it. I've, it's mine now. I've got it now. I don't have to see anything. I've got your word for it. And your word won't go back and say, I couldn't do that for them. That was too hard. Amen. <laughs> or whatever. It won't. The word works. The word is powerful. The word works overtime. The word works while we sleep. It works when we don't even believe it sometimes. Amen. God can't deny himself. Amen. He says when we're faithless, he remains faithful. Because he can't say he didn't tell you he's going to do it. (laughs) He does things for his own sake. To keep his own word to himself. He's already promised himself that he's going to do these things for us. So he's keeping his word to himself. Amen. We just get the benefit of it. Amen. He's he's going to do it anyway. 
Somebody's going to believe and get benefit of it. See, your faith allows you to get benefit of the word that he's already made up his mind he's going to do. Amen. He, he, if he's going to prosper his people, then you got to believe that in order to partake of it. That's your part to do. But he's going to prosper us anyway. <laughs> Understand? He, that's on schedule already. That's going to be done. So if you want to partake of it, get under that umbrella of, of, of the flow of the blessings of God. So that all you have to do is say, my house, Lord, my house, come to my house, bring it by here. Amen. I'm home. I'm always here. I'm expecting. I'm anticipating. Nothing but good. I know it's coming. Bring it on here. In fact, I got my receipt for it right now, uh, my faith receipt. So I'm expecting it. And always be an expectant believer. Amen. Don't be a, a dead believer or, you know, semi-believer, unbeliever. Amen. Always be an expectant believer. So, so our faith really doesn't make it come alive. Our faith affirms the life that's in it. With whatever you do, you're all you're you're just co-signing what God's already said. You're not trying to make up anything. You're not trying to come up with anything new. We be doing good just to keep up with God. You know what I'm saying? We don't need no new stuff. We just need to perfect what's here. So, so there's all kinds of things people believe in, but they can't bring them to pass. Amen. Only God can bring his word to pass. Amen. Now we can try, we can attempt some things, but, but uh, on your own, you're going to run into many, many more problems because your word is not guaranteed, man. It, it's going to fail at some point. And so we have to rely on the word of God. So it's, it's word, it's God's word, not man's word. Amen. That will come to pass. <clears throat> God's faith in himself is what brings his word to pass. Amen. Whenever God said, let there be, whatever he said, let happen, happened. Amen. And it never came back and said, you know, when he said light come into to existence or come into being, come in where I can see you, light never refused to show up. Light had to show up because God demanded it. It's the same thing with every word that we believe. It has to come to pass because God has already guaranteed it and demanded it. So it will come to pass. Amen. So scripture really is a written record of God's ideas and his actions. When we, when we put our faith in the word, we are actually putting our faith in the God that spoke the word. So we're relying on God's integrity we're relying on his character. We're relying on his holiness that he never lies. He has no interest in lying. He will not lie. Amen. So when we put our faith in the word of God, we put faith in God bringing his word to pass for our benefit. Amen. Our, benef our faith represents our benefit or our interest in what God is doing in the earth. So God is doing great things all the time. It's like you coming up to a um, a, a big bowl of of fruit 
and everybody or fruit cocktail and everybody's got a spoon. That fruit cocktail is there already. It's been provided. Amen. That's God's word. It's provided already and it's there. You just got to dip your spoon in it. Amen. And get your portion. Amen. You get your portion by faith. Whatever is is your your quota or your portion, that is where your faith is. Amen. So so God does things by promise and it's backed by power and faith in himself. So God has spoken. Will he not do it? Amen. Whatever he has spoken, he will do and he will accomplish. Amen. So we have faith given to us by God in order to direct our lives. Everything that we do is by faith. You're putting your faith in something. If it's in God's word, you're putting your faith in the unseen. If it's in the natural, because we are faith people. Amen. You're going to use that faith for something. And and to use it for the things of God is really not as much of a challenge as we may think it is. It's just maybe something new or something we haven't tried or tried consistently or something we haven't really just totally depended on. You know, many times we'll do, we'll exercise our faith for certain things in certain areas and then we'll go back to doing things just by our own natural abilities or our own mind, what our mind is accustomed to. But, but the Bible says there's always a more excellent way. Amen. I mean, that way might get you some things that you need or you desire, but there's always a more excellent way. And that way is the way of God and the way of faith. I don't know why we always think that when we start to believe God, for something, it's going to take a long time. Or, you know, we're kind of like, oh, oh I got to pray or, or I got to do this. Or there's just something. And that's a lie of the enemy. You know, that's something the devil put out about God, that it takes so long and, you know, it, it won't come right away. You know, uh, do you believe in miracles? And do you believe that things can happen as quickly as we need? Do you believe that before we call, he answers? You know, what do you believe? Amen. And so you can speed that word up. You can thank God, Father, I thank you. Your word runs swiftly. I thank you for swift answers to my prayers. I thank you for swiftness in my life. I thank you, Lord, for on time, on schedule, before schedule. You know what I'm saying? In the bank <laughs> already. Amen. You know, look for that, folks. Tell tell God, Father, I thank you for in the bank already. You know, before we even expect it, it's there already. Amen. I thank you, Father, that, that people are going to pay me ahead of time or, or pay me in advance or something. Give me a bonus, anything. You know, make it what you want it to be. Going slow is not a challenge for God. Amen. You ever think he likes to be challenged sometimes by his kids to meet, get there before the deadline? Amen. <laughs> that there would be plenty in our cupboards at all times, that the meal, the barrel of meal would never run dry. Amen. Sometimes we're using our faith for empty cupboards and don't even realize it. You understand what I'm saying? Because we expect to run out. We expect to run dry. We expect to not have. Amen. 
So, so use your expectation for what God says. He, he's a God of abundance. That means abundance to you in the things that you need, the things you want. Overflow. So maybe you have something to give to somebody else. Amen. And won't be scared to have company over. It's true. Amen. So God wants to, to, to bring our hopes and desires to pass. That's why his word has such a strong accomplishment to it. He, he wants us to have what we want to have. He says that if you delight yourself in me, you, you hate sin and hate the devil, then that means you delight yourself in God. I mean, at least it's a start. He'll take that. You understand what I'm saying? But if you have a heart toward God, he wants you to have what's in your heart to have. Amen? The desires of your heart. Don't ever be ashamed of what you want God to do for you. Always be quick to put it out there to God. God, I just thank you. You're going to uh, bring me uh, abundance in every area of my life. My kids are going to be so smart. They're going to uh, read better than anybody. They're going to do better than anybody. They're going to be smart in math. They're not going to be afraid of a, an equation or a, or a decimal point, <laughs> whatever. Whatever people, I don't know what they're doing in math. Now. And these teachers don't know what they're doing either, but that's another story. But, uh, you know, just begin to prophesy. Begin to declare. Instead of trying to run somebody down and tell them, oh, God gave me a word for you. Get a word for yourself. You got enough going on in your house that you can use many, many words. Amen. Nobody waiting on you to give them a word. They got a Bible to read. Amen. This is the truth. But let this word begin to work in you. Let it begin to work for you. Begin to expect and anticipate good things with the word. Amen. Amen. So, so we are as redeemed of the Lord. We are putting our faith in God and believing and being led by his word. That's the good part. You can avoid so many pitfalls, so many trials, that if you would just let God lead you with his word, de determine that you're going to be a word person, that you're going to be like Enoch who walked with God and then he disappeared because God took him. Amen. He just didn't go home that day. And so once we understand the power of God's word and that he wants to accomplish with his word, he wants to do many great things for us with his word, then we'll understand that, that God wants us to use his word to prosper us, to prosper everything around us. Amen. God's word is the most powerful force on the earth. The Bible says he upholds the world by the word of his power. He has a covenant with everything he created, not just man. I mean, I know we think about us and, and we do. We have a blood covenant, but God's got a covenant with the sun and with the moon, with the stars in the sky. Amen. He 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 won't allow the sky the sky to ever be dark at the wrong time or the the sun to shine beyond its its supposed time he he has a promise and a covenant with them that moon you go up there and you stay and don't come down sun you go over there and you stay and don't come down ever 
Amen. He has he has a place where he has commanded the waters of the deep. He's got a locker where he's locked up the waves where they don't come out any further except at his bidding. Amen. So God holds everything together by the same word that we're born again by. The same word that you hate. I got to speak the word now. Oh, boy. You understand what I'm saying? Here I go again. Something else that popped up. I got to continue to confess the word. It's an honor to have that to use. Amen. Understand that all that the word of God upholds, and you'll understand the power that you can see in your life just by respecting and speaking God's word. By allowing that word to run very swiftly. By allowing that word to change. Amen. The worlds are changed uh, because of the word. Amen. Powers are brought down and raised up because of the word. There is no government on the earth that God doesn't ordain to be there, whether it's evil or whether it's good. Amen. Of course, God is the only good government that there is. Amen. And he upholds everything. But God will allow certain things just because, just because he's God. Amen. And and he allows them to come to an end just because he's God. And so we can participate in that. When you pray the word, you participate in, in certain things existing and certain things not existing. Amen. Anything you see that's contrary to the word of God is subject to change. By the application of his word. God just needs people that that will consistently level the word at these things that seem not to change. Amen. You just have to continue to hammer away at these things and stand on the word. Stand on what you've spoken. Stand on what you've said. Stand on what you've declared. Amen. God's word doesn't change. His, His heart doesn't change. He doesn't change his decisions about things. And so he expects us to be consistent in the same same way. God has confidence in his word. Amen. He himself made promises to us weak humans. Amen. He gets us involved in his world. Even though we're feeble, we don't understand a lot of things. We maybe don't even want to do his will sometimes. But he ordains that he use us in his great plan of redemption and of salvation of the world. So he must have great confidence in himself and in his word to be able to say that I can take you who maybe were my enemy. Maybe you were a drug addict. Maybe you did all kinds of things. I can take you and by the application of my word in you, I can turn you into somebody that I love as much as my son, that I trust as much as my son. Amen. God trusts us with ministry because of the integrity of his word. Amen. It's his word that we use that that gives him confidence in us. He he can't get it any other way. So we have to rely on the word for everything that we do in order to get ability in God and get permission in God to do the things that he wants us to do. Amen. You see a lot of people wanting to be used by God, but while they're waiting to be used by God, what are they doing with his word? Are they meditating on the word? Are they applying the word? 
Are they letting that word change them? Are they allowing that word to run very swiftly in their lives? Amen. Are they depending on the word? And so there are many, many things that we can accomplish, not because God loves us so much more than somebody else, or we're so anointed, or we so do this, do that. You know, I can't tell you why God anointed me. The first time I got a word of knowledge was in a little neighborhood Bible study. And, and God wound up healing somebody by a miracle. And I didn't even know what a word of knowledge, I hadn't get, got that far in my Bible. You understand what I'm saying? And I couldn't tell you to this day how that process happens. And nobody else that God anoints can tell you how it happens either. But we all know it does. It happens by having a heart to please God. I can tell you that much I did have. That's all I know. I want it to please God. And so if, if we have that much going for us, it's amazing what God will let us accomplish just through his word. Praise God. Um, what, how am I doing? Oh, let's go to Mark eleven twenty three. That's the one thing I did not give you today. As Brother Hagen would say, I know you knew I'd get to it, right? Mark eleven twenty three. <laughs> Amen. There's <laughs> a start in verse 22. And this will give you indication of the power of the word in us. Amen. In a human. So we've covered God's word, its integrity uh, in itself. But through us, this, this power does not diminish depending upon who speaks it, who uses it, how they say it. Good grammar, bad grammar, amen, all of that, <laughs> it, it works. Why? Because God's word, the word is an expression of God's mind, amen. It's an expression of what he's thinking and what he desires. And it says here, in, uh, in the, Jesus spoke to that fig tree the night before and told it that it wasn't to live anymore. And in the morning, verse 20, as they, the disciples, passed by, they saw that fig tree dried up from the roots. Remember that. When you start speaking to God's word, to anything that's a problem, the roots are dead. The roots have been killed. Pretty soon, the rest of it will dry up. Amen. You keep standing on that word because the rest of it's got to go. We've got so many things in our lives that are waiting for the word to finish it off. We got so many dead things that, that we think are problems still, but they've been killed at the root. You start applying the word of God to it, and the root is the invisible. It's the underground system. If you don't get what's holding it up and what's strengthening and supporting us, you won't get the whole thing. So God knows what he's doing, but we would like to see the fruit go first. We want to see something in the natural so we can believe it's the word's working. Well, I'm real sorry. You got to believe the word's working first. But I'm telling you, we got so many dead roots in our lives and so many things that won't, won't live anymore. And, and many of them we're still afraid of. We're still, some people are still afraid, you know, that they're going to pick up bad habits again or, or that, you know, you see people, they even borrow trouble from the devil. 
well, you know, it's the holiday. You know how people get, I get full of joy during the holiday. See, and that, that root of depression in the holiday has been killed in people so long. In fact, there's people that never had a bad time around the holiday. When they hear somebody else talk about it, they pick it up all of a sudden. Amen. It's true. And so we have to be, be ever so mindful of the fact that God's word will prosper in us period. Amen. It's always going to, and we have to have confidence in the integrity of God's word. But once we speak God's word to something, if it's something that, that God's word is not upholding, God's word will start to kill it. It'll start to subdue it and bring, because it's an accomplishing word. It's a subdue, it's a greedy word. It's greedy for power to overcome and to show itself strong. And so Peter called to remembrance. He said, Master, Master, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Because most of the time they saw Jesus as a mere man. So he always redirects them back to the Father. He always redirects them back to, I'm working because the Father has told me to work. He came to glorify the Father and to do his works. He says, truly I say to you, whatsoever, whosoever, I'm sorry, have faith in God. Now, now there are some translations that say have the faith of God. And that's true too. Because when you put faith in his word, you pick up the faith of God. You lay your faith down in him and you pick his up. So that's a covenant exchange. You always get more than you've invested in God. Amen. So he will give you his faith. He will give you his ability, his confidence. So Jesus says, when you have faith in God, if you say something, no matter how hard it may seem that it's going to happen, and you don't doubt in your heart, but continue to believe that it'll happen, it will happen. It's the continuing to believe. God continues to believe. God has faith and confidence in himself and in his word every day, every minute of every day. He never loses confidence. And see, many times we get distracted by what we see in the natural, and then our little confidence in God starts to wane, and we're not as excited about the answer anymore. We don't thank him like we first day you prayed, you were thanking God all over the place for it. Now you skip some days, you, you know, all that. So it's what we do continually that pays off because you're doing something continually. You know what I'm saying? It might, might as well be what God says to do. And so he says, if you tell this mountain, to go and jump in the sea, and if you don't doubt, with the faith of God backing up your words, it'll happen. You can have what you say. So Jesus said to them, I know I can have what I say because I have faith in, in God the Father. He said, and if you put your faith in God the Father, you can have what you say too. Amen. It's amazing the stuff we say we want that we have no doubt we can get. Huh? Thank you for my new car. Thank you for my paid car. See, that's where you get bold. Thank you for the paid. See, because you'll back up off a of new when you talk about paid. 
<laughs> Keep saying it anyway. I don't care if you don't think new is really in your future. Say it with whatever faith that you have. Amen. Plant that seed out there. Let that seed begin to grow. Let that seed get cultivated by the Holy Spirit. See, it's the spirit that's going to bring it to pass. You can't bring nothing to pass. Most of us can't even guarantee we're going to get up from this chair and without taking a, a five-minute nap. Amen? I'm going to get up in it. I'm going to get up in a minute. I'm getting up right now. I'm, I'm getting up right now. Huh? <laughs> Reminds me of when I, I was working. My husband and I worked the same shift. He said, I'm going to work nights. He said, I can't stand you in the mornings. I was, he's, he's, I said, I said, okay, baby, don't leave me in here. Now I'm getting up. I'm getting up. You get a toe out the bed. And he said, I'm just done with this. He said, you either go or you don't go. He said, I'm not being responsible for you no more. So he would leave an hour early. Just he'd leave me in the bed. He didn't care no more. So I said, oh, okay, get yourself up. But, you know, we can't guarantee that. You go get a job, people hire you, and you I'm going to give me a sick day here in a minute because I'm you counting the sick days. and Employers, and they kept us from lying. They just gave us PT, personal time, or whatever it is. They said, well, we don't even want to get them in sin. Lying to us, saying they sick. Grandmother done died. The same grandmother done died four times in one month. Huh? It buried granny. Poor granny. <laughs> you know, keep one foot in the grave for you. Amen. Amen. So we can't bring it to pass. You got to rely on God. So in order to rely on God, you got to do it God's way. Believe that you received it when you prayed. You have it already. You're not waiting on anything. You got it already. Huh? You have it. You got to believe you have it. And see, many things will come to your mind to challenge the the what ifs will kill you. You can't you can't answer the what if questions. Huh? Well, what well, well, how come it's not here? I still have it. I received it when I prayed. Amen. According to Mark eleven twenty three, I have it already. Amen. I still have it, and I choose to believe it will be just as he said. Amen. I will have what I say. Amen. Because I have faith in God. I don't have faith in my words. I have faith in God. The God that's going to bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. So I put my faith in him. I don't have to prove anything to anybody about why I don't have it. Because I have it. Amen. So if you've got it, then let God know you, you've got it. Thank him for it. Amen. Every day, make him bigger. Make him bigger to, than what you think you're waiting on. Make him bigger than lack. Make him bigger than anything. But make him bigger because his word says that he'll do it. Amen. In a word. Praise God. Why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word and for understanding. Thank you for the good things that come from your word. Thank you, Lord, for health, prosperity. You brought them out with silver and gold. There was not one feeble person among them. And I thank you, Lord, that there's not one feeble among us. We all have it all now. And we thank you that we have it all now in the name of Jesus. We honor you, Lord, and we love you. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. If anybody needs prayer. 
come on up and I'll pray for you and, and I'll pray for people online. And... people on the internet. Praise God. <laughs> I'm bless you with a big God. He's bigger. Believe him bigger than whatever it is that's facing you. Bigger than your problem. Bigger than your symptoms. Bigger than anything the enemy is doing. We command everything that's embellished that the enemy is sending to you to diminish. We command it to shrink, shrivel up, and die in the name of Jesus. I speak to every tumor out there. You shrink, shrivel up, and die in Jesus' name. I speak to every problem. You shrink, shrivel up, and die because our God is bigger. I receive your answer. I release the power of God to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Everybody get prayer that needs prayer? Last call. 
or the holidays, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Hey, well, we'll do our declaration. Amen. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. And she can't get me. <laughs> I thank you, Father, that by your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God.